Imagine going from hearing this when you play to this. Boston Globe sports reporter Gary Washburn doesn't have to imagine because for 90 days, Gary along with a group of reporters and the rest of the NBA were in the bubble at the Walt Disney compound. Gary says having the players perform in the bubble changed the fabric of the game at least a little bit, but then they got used to it. Well, it, was, it took a lot to get used to for the players to not have crowds. I mean, they've been playing in front of crowds for obviously their whole life. It was a different experience for everybody to hear the shoes squeak and hear the silence when when teams scored because there was no real fans in there. So no one really cheered besides the teams themselves on the bench cheered when players scored baskets or made a, a positive play for their team. So that took a while to get used to. And then the NBA decided to pipe in crowd noise to kind of take away the silence and the awkwardness of it, which I thought was a good idea. Although it was, it was artificial, it just gave more of a feel of an arena than it was before. So what was life like in the bubble? Were there some people that could come and go or was everybody just on lockdown during that time period? No, I mean, if there were two different tiers. Tier one was we were on campus every day, tested every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner that we were fed, just that structure, that kind of college structure. And that was what I was in. I got gotcha. you. There was a second tier of reporters who were tested twice a week who were allowed to stay in hotels, but they could not get anywhere close to, to the players, to the other reporters in tier one. They were allowed to watch games from about uh, 100 200 feet away. I could see them up in the stands, but I couldn't go up and shake their hand or anything. No contact because they weren't being tested every day. As much as things have changed, Gary doesn't feel the pandemic will cause any sports to go away permanently. This also holds true for high school and college sports. And let's not forget the fans. A lot of sports were canceled because of the uh, pandemic. I mean, and you're talking about kids who could not finish their careers, uh, who had to, you know, sacrifice their, their college eligibility um, because there were no games. Mm -hmm. um, the NCAA does not want that to happen again, so they're going to figure out a way to play. If you're looking at the college game, the, the Deep South obviously just had no uh, intention of canceling a season. That was not going to happen. They were going to play football because that's a cultural norm their way of life. So they were going to figure out how to play. Even though they have cases, they were going to allow fans. Now, do I think that all fans need to be masked? Yes. Is that the case? No. As for the Olympics, he says they've already postponed it for a year, so he doesn't believe it will be canceled again. But he does see a lot of precautions taking place when they do. They're going to need to arrive in Tokyo early, test right away, maybe quarantine. I don't know if that's possible to have all these athletes quarantine a week before they begin the games, but I think that's going to have to be something that they consider to whereas at least they start fresh and they start clean, especially from the United States. Let's face it, I mean, we're the country now that's got the most cases, and there's countries who are pointing to us and saying, hey, I don't want to play with an American athlete. Now, I don't know about fans. I don't know the cases in Japan, uh, whether you can play in front of fans. 
So I think it's, they're going to be very careful, but I do think they're going to try to pull it off. In the meantime, we'll continue to both play and watch our favorite sports differently. For another view, I'm Lisa Godley.